If I told you you had a story needing to be heard, would you tell it? But if you knew your story could help someone else, would you share it? Today, my guest is Sharice. And Sharice, wow, she has an incredible story. As all the other guests that I have had, had incredible stories. Today, Sharice is going to talk about how she was faced unexpectedly as an adult with her childhood molester. And the story, well, it's about forgiveness. And the outcome of this is going to shock you, but it will also bring some peace. Hi, I'm Christine Hotchkiss, and I believe everyone has a story that is unique, just like our fingerprint that puts us on the path of our journey. Some call it purpose. Each story can help, heal, educate, inspire, and of course, my one word, give hope. I hope you enjoy this archived story with Sharice on forgiveness. So today is my first time seeing her in a while, but she looks great. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, Sharice has a very interesting story. And this one might be a little difficult for some of you out there. I know that um, it was a little heavy for me. Um, Sharice, actually at a very young age, was molested by someone she knew. And with that being said, I'm going to let Sharice tell her story since it is her story. So, Sharice, you are a mom. Yes. Of how many? Three. How old are they? Fifteen, soon to be sixteen. Oh my goodness. Nine. And six, soon to be seven. And the six is the the baby because they're not here, so I don't... Oh my goodness. They grew up so fast. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And um, I understand that you're going to school. I am. What is it for? Uh, Criminal justice. Criminal justice. Yes. Okay. What shows that? Why did you choose that? Um, I feel like my life kind of led me to that. Um, I have very good experience because of the choices that I've made, um, but also because I just, my mind likes to solve problems and I love the problem, problem solving aspect of it and being able to help and give back and definitely save people. That's pretty heavy. Investigative. Too. Investigate. I think women are very investigative, so watch out. Yes. <laughs> the good reasons I'm hoping. <laughs> um, so when you say you had experiences and your life um, has a few small stories, mm-hmm. shall you start? Shall you start with where it all began? With uh, being a, a little girl, I believe. Yeah. So um, from the age of four. Oh my. I'm thinking maybe younger, but definitely age four. Um, To the age 11, I was molested by um, a person I called my grandfather. Um, That went on for many, many years. Never told anybody. Um, For shame reasons? For shame, not sure, confused. Very confused. I would be too. You, as, as kids, we're supposed to be trusting the adults, like they're supposed to make the right decisions, and yes. they have the answers to everything. Okay. Yeah, and so the last time that he had molested me, we were at a Christmas play in church, mm-hmm. and I thought that day, that's weird, why is this happening in church? Like In church? In church. Oh my goodness. Was that a Christmas play? Okay. And that was the very last day he had ever touched me. And I thought, well, I guess Satan goes to church too, you know? Oh. So he, um, that was the last day, and I didn't tell my mom right away. I told him, or told her shortly after, like maybe a couple days. And um, when I had told her, she immediately called the police. She cut him off. That was the day I found out she knew a whole bunch of cuss words, every cuss word in the book. (laughs) And um, we just never saw him again. And that began the process of 
police came out, um, took my story. Well, my statement. Statement. Okay. Uh, nothing became of it because I didn't. I wasn't able to say the full names of the body parts, and that's what they were looking for. Oh wow! Oh, at, at a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> body parts. So they didn't believe you because you didn't know body parts. Yes. How how interesting. I'm trying to wrap my head around that one, but okay. Well, I knew the body parts names. I just was not comfortable enough to say what to they say. wanted to hear. Okay. And I thought at my age, like I'm telling you, what this monster did to me. Why are you making me? say what the body parts are i literally can't fathom that i'm embarrassed to tell you and they said they couldn't have a statement in court saying cookie or cupcake or private or here and there okay so nothing became of that and it kind of just went about those names have actually become very well known to be not i wouldn't say politically correct but be gentle on the fact that there are Yes. Kids that don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. saying those words because we're, we're telling our kids, don't lie. Mm-hmm. Don't say these words because mm-hmm. they're bad. But then you're supposed to be saying something. You're not sure if it was the right thing to do, but you know something bad happened yes. to you as yes. well. Yes. So um, how do you feel that that played a part in your life as you grew older? Um, so as I grew older, um, around my teenage years, I definitely started dabbling into drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol, partying. Um, leaving home, running away, causing problems. Mom and my relationship became very friction. There was a lot of friction in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very unhappy, very angry. I was angry. Were you aware of why you were angry? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if you were conscious about yes. what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you didn't know how to deal with it. So I'm assuming yes. that there was no counseling mm-hmm. that was provided or even offered after all this took place. Well, there was. Um, I just couldn't talk. Like I just I blocked up, and I'm like. Well, if I couldn't give my state, I gave my statement to the police that it wasn't good enough. Why am I going to go to a counselor? Sure. So I knew I was angry, but I didn't know why I was having friction with my mom. I didn't know why I was so depressed. I didn't, but I knew I was angry, Mm -hmm. but I didn't put all of that together. And so um, I had even asked my mom because, because he was within the family, I had asked him if, if, um, I asked my mom if I could have his address because I said I know somebody has his address and if I can get the address, I'll bring him. Then we'll murder him. Uh, oh, like, you're gonna go murder? Well, I know that's a, not saying mine, but okay, okay. <laughs> that's, that's you were angry. How old were you again? Sixteen. Sixteen. I remember at sixteen. Okay. I asked. Sixteen's a very sensitive age. You're mm-hmm. trying to figure out who you are, and then you've got your hormones, mm-hmm. and then you've got obviously a uh, traumatic thing that took place yes. in your life that you wanted answers, and you're going to take care of it your way. Yep. And then you had pain, so yep. you were going through. You said alcohol or drugs alcohol. only. Both. Oh. oh. Yeah. More so drugs. I mean, I drank, but it was more of drugs. So I'm going to hope that the address was not given to you. No. No. Definitely. <laughs> no. My I mother, laugh, but yeah. I, I do it in a way that's mm-hmm. just. Okay. Yes, my mom refused. I would hope so. Okay. So, yes. um, so I, I, she didn't give me the address. I wouldn't go to counseling. Um, my mom did beg me. My mom was very supportive. Though. She, I do, I feel grateful for that. Um, I mean, she did try to get me in counseling. She was supportive. She tried to talk to me herself, like, honey, you know, this isn't working for you. What can, how can we help you? And I just. Now, do you have siblings? Yes. Are you the, what? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. So my brother, he, my baby brother, he saw a lot. I bet, sister. Yeah. I bet. Do you have a good relationship with him now? Yes. Okay. I always, I always have. He's, okay. He was my number one supporter, so. Okay. So as you grew older, mm-hmm. 
what are the things that you would say that took place in how you were living your life or the choices you were making that um, led you to where you are today? Because you're a different person today than I saw you six years ago. Yes. Um, I continued on a path of broken relationships. Mm. Um, became pregnant, obviously, I have three babies, all at different times. Um, but one of the turning points for me was, you know, through the broken relationships and getting clean from drugs and losing my son because I was on drugs, my oldest, at one point. Um, and then coming back to being clean and then getting in domestic violence relationships, all this. Um, the day that I had gotten my son back um, from being clean and passing everything that I had to pass, um, I was working as a CNA at a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And I was working the evening shift, which was 2 to 10. So towards the end of the shift, you have to chart. And so I was sitting at the desk charting, and I had heard the patient's name. Oh, the name. I heard the name. I heard a patient's name. And I kind of stopped because it was the same name of my grandfather. The man you called the grandfather. The man who called the grandfather who molested me. And so immediately I was like, there's only one person who has that name. So then I was like, yeah, right, whatever. So I just kept charting. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go check. So I had asked the nurse that was in the hallway doing her rounds. I was like, hey, can you give me the name of that patient? Because I forgot to go give him some water, and I was trying to remember his name. She said, yeah. And I said, okay. So she gave me the name and the number of the room, and I went there. And so when I entered the room, I was praying, and I said, God, if this is him, I need some help me to remember. That you're not there to hurt him. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, I can also legally get away with this right now. This is, I know. We're, we're, you know what, these are our lives. I ask people to share with their lives. Their feelings are theirs. We know that didn't take place. Nope. We know that's not going to take place. <laughs> but we can't edit our lives because our lives are not edited. This is what really goes on. Our feelings are really our feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go into the room, dismiss the thought that you're going to yes. legally get away with hurting somebody. Okay, yeah. so how are you feeling when you walked in the room? Scared. Do you look at you? So when I walked in, I was like, I need to remember anything that will make me remember that this is him. So I took my little landmarks, or I don't know, like his shoes, I remembered his shoes. They were his shoes, there was his glasses, there were his big ears. And I walked in and I was like, he was laying in the bed. And I'm thinking, what? And I go over to him and I said, hi, sir, you know, I'm here to see if you need anything, just making my rounds, do you need some water? And he was like, no, I think I'm okay. And I was like, oh, well, I do have a couple questions for you. Oh, no. And he said, sure. Oh, no, okay. And I said, do you know so-and-so, which is my grandmother? And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, well, do you know her daughter? Because she says two. So do you know her daughter so-and-so? And he said, yeah. And I go, okay. And then I named my mom's name. And he said, yeah, I know her. And I said, well, then I know you know me. Oh. I'm Sharice. And there's no way you can't remember me. And so he just kind of looked at me, and I said, that's all I needed to know. And I walked out, and I ran into the linen closet, and I was like, oh. I, like my heart is beating I know right too. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, oh, my time. gosh. So I went into the closet, and I was crying and crying. And I'm like, I was very confused because I'm like, the day that I get my son, God, why is he in my face? I worked so hard to get through all this healing, well, becoming clean from drugs, and he's here. And I was like, you know what? I know you're God, but are you really that big? So I start questioning you're him. You're going to make me cry because this is really tough. <laughs> and I said, so his daughter has a name that is very, like, nobody in the world. I've never heard her name. Okay. Ever. You won't say it. No, okay. but I was telling myself, 
she's got a very unique name. So if this is him, I'm going to go to his chart and I'm going to see his daughter's name. So I saw the daughter's name when I went to the chart and I said, okay. I knew you were going to say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I walked back in the room. Or I, I just kind of like stood there for a minute and I was like, okay, well, okay. And so I had um, just kind of left it alone and went back in the room. And I don't remember if it was that night or the next night because it's still kind of a, a little blur. But when I did go back into the room, um, I walked into the room and there was this light. And it's not like lighting of cameras and lights and action and movie stars and dancing. It was just a light. And it was a piece that I cannot even describe. Of, I, I think I know. I've got, yeah. Of like, you have to forgive. Yeah. And I walked in there and I said, nothing. I just... I forgave him. And what's strange is later that day... Did you say it out loud or did you no, say it in your mind? In my mind, because I had gone That's over... That's all that matters. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had gone over to his bed to go tell him I forgave him. When I walked over there, and I went like this, but I just, I couldn't get it out. Okay. And I just looked at him and I was like, do you need anything? He was like, no. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And that was that. Mm -hmm. And then later, um, <clears throat> later on, there was an emergency. And... Um, there was a lot of chaos going on because I had been charting and it was in his room. Now, when you're a CNA, you can only have so many CNAs to a nurse in the room because that's protocol. So I go in there, you know, um, because it is my job. I didn't want to just leave him there as bad as I, mm -hmm. but I wanted to, mm -hmm. I went in there. And He's I, a bigger person. Yeah. So I go in there and I'm like, there's an emergency and I'm looking at him and I'm trying to hook him up to like um, the oxygen and the oxygen tester where you put, I forgot what it's called, but you the finger on, okay. like that little thing. I don't know. I mean, I forgot okay. what it's called. That's okay. So I'm in there, and I see the nurse come in, and then there's a couple more CNAs come in, so I kind of just back off. And um, I stand at the, the end of his bed against the sink that was in the room. So his bed is like this, and the sink is down here. Okay. So I just kind of stand there, and I'm looking at him in his eyes. And I nobody told me to get out. Because at that point, there was too many people in the room. Okay. So nobody had told me to get out. Okay. Nobody said, hey, Sharice, what are you doing in here? I just kind of stood there. I looked him in his eyes as he was Going stroking. Yeah. He was having a stroke. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there, and I'm like, I was so amazed that God brought him to me at that moment for forgiveness and to be released of that pain that I wasn't even told to leave. And if they saw me... Nobody said to get out. And I just looked at him in the eyes. And part of it was I wanted him I wanted him. I know. To the face. selfish, physical mm -hmm. mind. Yeah. But then I, so, I sat there and I'm like, but God loves him. God's that's true. That's God true. loves him and God's vengeance is God's. That's his individual thing. Yeah. And so he ended up passing away. And well, here, I <laughs> here I am. Wow. So you got relieved. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you... Were brought full circle. I have a lot of full circles that happened in my life, but nothing like that. Mm -hmm. So since then, I mean, I, I did. I didn't get healing, so I didn't go to counseling. No, mm -hmm. and I I did. I had a small healing that day, and that was the journey of. I mean, I Closure. still yeah. Mm -hmm. I still had broken relationships. Mm -hmm. Went through domestic violence. Had mm -hmm. more kids. So there was still a lot of brokenness, but your self love was not yes. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you got closure on something, but there was still broken pieces. Yes. I was trying to figure out how now to put this all together. I, I understand that. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, self healing. We always talk about self care, self healing. This would be one of those times. Mm -hmm. that's definitely important. Yes. So 
that was your turning point. Yes. Wow, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank so, you. is there anything else you want to share about your your journey up to now on the drugs? How you now you're a, you know being a mom. Now you've got their lives and their because you're a single mom, right? Yes. So now they have their individual journeys mm-hmm. as well because they don't have the, the parent around. Mm-hmm. And as much as we are moms, we want to be dads too. We can't be both. Right. But um, I'm sure you can only give them so much of a balance to understand that this is this is it. And that with your experience that they won't have to travel down such yeah. a rough journey that you did. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, and you go to church? Yes. You're a firm believer of God, huh? Yes. I love that. I love him. You're, you're so peaceful <laughs> now than you were when I met you. I am. And um, I'm glad to see that because I know what peace really means. Mm-hmm. I had to find that myself in my own journey and hopefully other people will find theirs in their own as well. So there's this one question I love to ask everybody because not everyone actually thinks about it. Should tomorrow never come? Because we do know that we all do die. Mm-hmm. Um, what legacy do you want to leave or be remembered for? That God is everything, first of all. Um, I just want to be... So I look at myself as like the Phoenix bird. Um, very much so. And the Phoenix bird is very dear to my heart because whatever was meant to destroy me never destroyed me. Okay. And no matter what you go through in life, you can always come out of it and it will shape you and it will make you see life in such a beautiful way. And I just want my story to get into the world to be able to help somebody so somebody can say hey you know what she did that I don't want to be a celebrity because God is the one who designed my story and not everyone's going to be a celebrity but we're all regular people that have stories that need to be heard and can help other people and I absolutely agree with you it should be something that's out there you have the voice Mm -hmm. you have spoken it you have experience Mm -hmm. you've spoken it and hopefully that whoever sees something like that sees this will say if she got through it so can I or you've been through it me too and that forms a bond, and then perhaps self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone wants to reach you, can they can they reach you? Um, if I were to put a comment in the comments that are in the space below, or you have an email address mm-hmm. or something that you want to provide, you're very welcome to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name on Facebook is Cherie Stickerson. Um, you can find me, add me, message me. I'll be more than happy to become your friend and help you out through anything that you need um, support. Uh, my email is charissed90 at gmail.com. That is C H A R I S E. The last or the last letter is D as in dog. 90 at gmail.com. Um, I do have an Instagram, but I'm not on it very much. So if you do want to look me up there, it's Mo Sheree, but you're better to reach me through email or, or Facebook. Or they can find me and yes. uh, make comments below if they yes. choose to. Wow, thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Cherise. It definitely brings light to a lot of things in our lives when we have so much to be grateful for. And of course, the timing of everything in our lives. Thank you again to my guest, Cherise, for being my guest and sharing your story to help, heal, educate, inspire, and of course, give hope. To my listeners, I thank you for listening. Please subscribe so you are notified about the next great story because these just keep getting better and better. And if you'd like to share your story or know someone who would like to share their story as well as being anonymous, please feel free to reach me at Christine at storiesofhope.com. That's Christine with a C-H and stories with a Y.
If you'd like to be a sponsor, again, email me to the address of Christine at storiesofhope.com. Until next time, I wish you all well. You take care.